All right, welcome. This is Lightning Rounds, and in this podcast, we get to talk about the Bible, the culture around us, and life, and how all those three things come together. (laughs) And you, the listener, yes, you listening right now, uh huh, yeah, whatever you're doing, we, we, we might not see you, but we're here with you right now. We know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, listener, you get the opportunity to ask us honest questions, and hopefully you get honest responses back from... Uh, <laughs> we'll let you be the judge <laughs> of that. <laughs> but my name is Zach, and my co-host is... That's my name. That's, that's the name his mama gave him. Andrew, what's your middle name, Andrew? James. Wow. James. AJ? Yep, Jimmy. <laughs> AJ. I had a cat named AJ. He was orange. Named after you? Yeah, just like me. That's awesome. He's an orange cat. Named AJ. But today... We have one of the most amazing people as our guest with us. He hails from the streets of LA, plays the ivory keys like he's from heaven, and one of our best friends here today. Why don't you welcome with us, Brian Malalot. <laughs> no booing, no booing. <laughs> Brian, welcome, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a it's been a long time since we we've, we've been wanting to have you on here. And no, it's been my my highest dream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's part of the Make a Wish Foundation. You know, Disney that's, Corporation called us. That's and, what uh, that voicemail was about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Donald Duck. Yeah. <laughs> Just giving a phone call from Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian, how are you feeling today, man? I feel good. So good. We had a pretty uh, awesome weekend, and uh, just you know, you kind of just ride on the excitement of everything that happened. Yeah. And then you just reset for the next week. Come on. Yeah. Brian, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners? You're talking about what we did this weekend. Maybe some people might not know who you are or what you do here at Calvary San Juan. But yeah. Well, I um, oversee. The worship here at church, worship ministry, at least for the for the main services that are done, and uh, so I get to work with a pretty awesome team of people, and we get to play just awesome music that glorifies God, and so yeah, that's a uh, that's kind of the gist of what I do. <laughs> you do it well. And you do it well. Being, being on the worship team as well, I'm one of the worship leaders. I don't know any other guy that I have been more encouraged spiritually in my life. Also, just musically. Oh my goodness. If you've heard Brian play. And Andrew, as in, as the only non-musician here. Oh, well, I mean, no, you, no. Do, you do play the box. You Let's do play the cone. Yeah, you play a little play bit box. of guitar. No, no, no. I'm yeah. not a musician at all. <laughs> Rhythmic rhythm dancer. Yeah, a box is not an instrument. <laughs> you play the box. <laughs> Shoe box. Shoe. Yeah, yeah. What kind of box are you talking about? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm not a musician. I tried. I took piano lessons first grade through sixth grade. <laughs> and uh, that's as far as I got. <laughs> wow, but, first grade through sixth grade, though. That's a yeah. lot of... Yeah. It's like five, six years of... Yeah, I learned you know, how to like read music and stuff and awesome. all that. But um, Who are you? How did I just <laughs> Who find are this you, out? AJ? AJ. AJ. AJ is my, music, my musician <laughs> <your> name. name. <laughs> I'm going to look up AJ on long. YouTube. Yeah. There you go. And he's going to have like five albums out. <laughs> I see an emo Andrew with hair over his eyes playing all these. Yeah. I have glitter that's in my actually, beard. Yeah. That's actually our side gig. That's that true. Brian yeah. and Andrew have a side band, side project yes. band. What's, Job, what? Job's Tears. Job's Tears. Job's Tears. We're an emo Christian band. <laughs> it's actually... <laughs> it's just us... Yeah, it's just us crying into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> different sobbing. Yeah, it's a different crying sound. You, you definitely minister to the, to the weep with those who weep. Yes. Uh, ministry. That was our so. main goal. Those those who mourn, I mean, yeah. I know we couldn't reach everyone, <laughs> Yeah, but definitely the weepers. Yeah, <laughs> Job's Tears. We Job's there it is. Tears. Find Job's him tears. on Spotify. I'm just kidding. I don't know if you. We're not on there. Yeah, it's a, it's actually an only an in-person yeah. thing. They're actually yeah. Against, yeah. We're underground. We're it's yeah. underground. You're, you're, you're still indie. Still indie. Yeah. Independent. Yeah, yeah. Very, very much so. <laughs> Waiting for the big break. <laughs> yeah, Brian, we are really excited to have you on on here. I mean, musically, you have. I mean, for me as a musician. I've never been more encouraged and challenged, especially musically, you know, um, everything that I have learned and grown in is definitely a product of your investment in my life. So, well, thank you, man. Well, thank you, God, bro. bro. Yeah. Of course, man. I love, I love this guy. You know, <laughs> I'm about we, to Job's tears. Yeah. Place come right on right now. <laughs> I got to do this with like two of my best friends. So allergies right now. Uh-huh. Just, <laughs> I'm sweating through both my eyes. <laughs> Should have taken that's, my Claritin before I left. What did we talk about last time? Is that if you cry in the shower, are you really crying? Because there's water. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it just mixes in. It's the covering. <laughs> All right. Well, in today's episode, we're going to start off with a segment. Yes. Which I called one time at church. <laughs> In this segment, we're going to kind of just go around the table and just share some funny stories that happened to you personally, maybe fails from you, of um, of, <laughs> of, of things that have happened in ministry. You know, ministry is not all uh, glamorous yeah. as, it's, as, it's, as it's seen. And all of us here have been on staff for a number of years, eight, eight for me, I think nine for Brian. Yeah. And 12? Yeah, 12. 12 for Andrew. 12, yeah. So, um, some good numbers. We've seen some things. We've seen, we've, we've done some <laughs> things that we wish we we've could. We've done some things. <laughs> Let's be honest. If the church, if, if it was up to us to keep things going, <laughs> <laughs> this place would be empty. Yeah. <laughs> we've made oh, some geez. mistakes. Yeah. All right. Who wants to start yeah. this one off? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have one off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Okay. So, this one time at church. I got invited to go to our high school camp. This is recent too. This is not like a year in rookie stuff. So I got invited to go to our high school camp. That was a three hour drive away. So I made Zach come with me so that he would lead worship. Oh, yeah, I remember this story. So we drove all the way 
to this random mountain. I don't even know what it's called, but our our new high school leader just like made this found this place up in the mountains. There's supposed to be snow. So we hang a hard left in the grapevine, right? Oh, and you were there. Brian, Brian was, was there. there. Okay, Brian so there. Brian was there at high school camp this year. Oh, yeah. I okay, was so there. Brian was there. <laughs> we were super unprepared. Oh, There's gosh. Like no, no one had chains on the cars. That's an understatement. Or none of the chains fit any of the tires. So all the vans were stuck. Um, like two of seven two packs of chains. <laughs> seven did not. <laughs> Only two pairs of chains fit the cars. Okay. <laughs> so also as a guest, I didn't bring any chains. So Zach and I had to buy some on the way out. That cost one hundred dollars. Yeah. It cost a hundred dollars. Oh wow. Um, which was cool. So anyway, but the story is I get up there to teach and and all the kids are sitting on the floor in the living room. There's like there's like sixty or seventy of them. It's very mosh posh, okay, to set this up. Like we Andrew and me, when we got up there finally I mean, there's a dirt road to the Airbnb. That's why all the vans are getting stuck because all the mud had frozen. Yeah. And so <laughs> they're trying to figure out how to get these vans up. They just told the kids to walk up. So they're in the yeah. cabin and they're like, uh, Zach, Andrew, entertain them yeah. while we're trying to get this, like, I guess, lead worship and I do guess the study. something. Yeah. And so, like, everyone's just chilling in the living room. Like, just. It's hot. It's hot. It smells like feet. Yeah. It's just, oh yeah, it sounds about right. It was nasty in there. So exactly, worship. It's anointed. Kids are crying. <laughs> I mean, God's God's moving. And I teach. I'm teaching. The kids are falling asleep. I'm just. I've never been more discouraged in my life. So <laughs> teaching. Everything's fine. Whatever. We get in the car to leave, and no joke, we we drove three and a half hours to get yeah, there. We were literally there for forty five minutes. Uh huh teaching worship everything i got back in the car to leave i looked down this is after teaching everything i looked down my zipper was down the whole time <laughs> <laughs> so so that was cool that was that that was my story humility oh humility. instant instant humility of like, like oh right as you were like you know zach i we're driving down. You're like, I felt pretty good about that one. <laughs> and you look down. No. Uh, not anymore. I didn't feel good about that. That's why Lord, my jokes were landing. Lord. <laughs> why me? Why? Oh. Oh, mercy. Where'd you go next, Brian? I want to say the... I guess this is kind of like a fail or embarrassing moment. Yeah. But I don't think it was for me personally because I felt like it came from a from like a true genuine like you know place in my heart yeah. um <laughs> i think it was um this was definitely um pre-covid and i remember we were in service and we were in the worship set and i think it was when we would like one of us would close you know like either you you, yeah. you or i Zach on the on the team would close like in prayer after the set, and I just remember just being so caught up, you know, in worship and just really like, just thinking of you know like just the goodness of the Lord. And I don't know what came upon me or um, like the my lack of spiritual vocabulary, <laughs> but I, I was trying to describe God and just, you know, just thanking God for his goodness and, you know, his omnipotence and, you know, just 
like, you know, Lord, we've acknowledged your sovereignty, you know, you, your care over all things, your mercy, your grace. And then I ended up, and then I ended up saying something like, God, you're just so, you're so magical. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best word to use. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) I full new world. Did you were you aware to the fact that you said it at that moment, or was it later on that you were? Like, no, I was totally aware, and it was coming. I forget what exactly I was thinking. Majestic, yeah, maybe. maybe. No, that was it. It was majestic, wow. and then it was something else, and then but the word magical came out, and I was just kind of like, they're never going to let me live this down. So sure enough, Pastor John comes right up to the pulpit after prayer, after everybody's greeting, and you know he, he you know he, he's a jokester. Yeah, he's a jokester, yeah. and he's like, well. I guess we all know that Brian's been spending a lot of time at Disneyland lately. <laughs> so. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, oh, I think man. that was uh, that was one of those moments for me. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I think time would fail to tell of all the fails that, um, at least me personally, too. There's a lot. In, in my life, <laughs> things that have happened from uh, one time me and Brian leading worship at um, – <laughs> I think it was a men's conference, conference. <laughs> men's conference. And our, it was at another church. So it wasn't at our home church. It was at another church. Um, and so in the midst uh, of, you know, we go up there, we lead, you know, and uh, it was actually one of our pastors. He was our missionary pastor, missions pastor, was teaching this men's conference. And so we went and kind of joined him and led worship for his session. He taught. So we lead worship. We go down. I'm in the green room and, and you know, I've, I've, been to this church before but like i've never been in the green room so we're, the green room is like a separate room off behind the stage and so has a tv in there we're able to, we're listening to his study but i'm not gonna lie i was going to school at that time i was going to um it was either bible college or school worship at that time and there was a giant final that i had to finish like it was due <laughs> the next day it's like this like nine ten page paper i had to write and you know me, I procrastinate everything. So, <laughs> so I had her in any of it. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just do it during, I'll do it during, I'll do it during the, the mouth study. I'll do it during the mouth study. I know. I can hear you guys judging me right now. I know. That's Spiritual right. Things. That's right. That's, oh, okay. that's good. And so I'm typing this paper out. You know, everyone else is, you know, like listening and kind of, you know, lightly, you know, talking amongst <laughs> each other, you know, stuff. So I'm typing. And then all of a sudden, I hear like everyone in the green room, like, oh, my, is, is he praying? Is he praying? And usually as a worship leader, that's kind of like if the pastor doesn't give you a cue of like, you know, and as we close, I'm going to invite the worship team up and, you know, and they do their final point or whatever. If they don't tell you that, usually the cue to go back up for the ending song is let's pray. Pray. Those words, let us pray. Or you can kind of jam, let's, let's, let's pray. So we heard the key words, let's pray. And we're, we, we, I mean, it was. It must have been like fifteen minutes. Fifteen in. minutes into the study, and I was like, <laughs> "We we all looked at each other and we're like, that's and like a dog who hears a command, <laughs> we're like, that's the sign. We got to go. We got uh, yeah. Pavlovian response. <laughs> yes, it was just like so. We all scrambled. I threw my laptop on the couch. We all scrambled, 
and like quietly or like, you know, cause you don't want to make noise when you're getting up back up on stage. The last thing you want to do is distract people during prayer. So we're like right. quietly like, you know, and like, and I'm on the other side of the stage. Okay. Of everyone else, me and my guitar. By the way, the, the stage is kind of spread. At, spread yeah, out. it's it's a huge stage. So we're at least fifteen feet behind the pulpit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and this stage is humongous. So, so we're he can't about see you. yeah, we're about like ten, fifteen feet apart from each other. Yes. So we creep on stage. You know, everyone kind of gets to their spot. You know, I'm playing guitar, so guitar's a little bit more awkward. There's that click of you putting your you know quarter inch cable into your guitar, and so I'm like doing it quietly, and you know like trying to tune my guitar, make sure everything's in tune so I'm not, I don't play out of tune, you know, and like, and I could see our pastor praying, our, our missions pastor praying and like kind of peeking out of his eye and like looking at us and I was just like, that's the cue. Yeah. <laughs> Start playing. <laughs> and then um, he finishes his prayer and kind of looks around at us, like looks around at us and then just keeps teaching. Like just, he's like, anyways, and so open your Bibles and then to, the, and we're like, and so Brian, I think Brian and the other team had kind of got the cue like, oh, he just did a random prayer in the middle of his message. <laughs> it was actually your your now brother-in-law. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Jonah. Jonah yeah, yeah. Is, so is, is us three. Yeah. And so we figured, oh, he's not done. Yeah. So we creep off the stage. <laughs> they creep off the stage. I'm on the other side of the stage. Still no. there. Did you just stay there? And I stayed there. there. And he finished. And Gary looks at me. Sorry, I said his name. I'll, I'll put that out. <laughs> Our mission pastor looks at me, and he's like, almost like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you had one job. And I'm there just like completely embarrassed. And he's like, well, and he continues his teaching, and I'm like just in humiliation, unplugging, putting my guitar back on the stand, walking all the way across the stage again to the exit and off. That's and so uh, he never lets that down. Never lets that down. Every time I see him. <laughs> well, check this out. Never so lets me, Never lets that down. No cue. The redeeming factor for us team members was he was teaching through like six or seven points. Yeah. yeah. And after every point, he was praying the point oh. in. Oh, yeah. So, he was so like, that's what threw us off. He, he definitely prayed without ceasing. Yeah. He was yeah. Just, I mean, the missions pastor, he's known for just... Out of out of the you know unorthodox <laughs> unorthodox things like Absolutely. doing things in an unorthodox way. That's great. Yeah, which is good. Keeps us on our toes. Yeah, clearly. So yeah, so that was pretty. It was, awesome. it was, it was definitely humiliating in front of a That's bunch great. of guys that are just like we. This yeah, little punk. We literally <laughs> left you on stage for like ten me. minutes. Yeah, he was standing on stage for ten. minutes. I was like. Maybe maybe he's gonna end. You're in the headlights, man. Yeah. Maybe it's gonna come. Yeah. It's Here, so funny because we all plugged in, and then we kind of got the idea like, oh, he's not done. Yeah, he's not done. So Jonah and I, Dude, just we escaped. Just left him there. <laughs> left sack. Just pulled a his left. You left a, <laughs> left it. Uriah man. just to take just, one on the. Yeah, that's what, that's what I felt like. It's on the front lines. Just getting bubbled. casualty of war. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any more? Anyone? I got another one. Okay, okay. okay. Andrew, so, go ahead. We'll do one more round, right? Is one more cool? round. One more round. Okay, so is my uh, my wife and I got invited to go to Israel, and we were so excited to go. Uh, we had two little babies at the time. I think my daughter was one, um, our youngest daughter. So we're going to Israel, and I'm under the impression that I'm there just to count. 
uh, in the sense that I'm there to count people, our people, to make sure we have the right people on the bus. And that maybe I was going to help teach every once in a while. And granted, I've never been to Israel. Um, this is my first time. And um, so I don't, I'm not really sure what to expect. We had one bus, 35 people on this bus. And so that was my job. Little did I know that there was another guy on the trip who came on the trip specifically to count. It was just there to count. So I was kind of like a tourist the rest of the time. Like, oh, James has got it. He's counting everybody. <laughs> and we did actually lose. We left two women at a gas station in like the the desert. With the camel. <laughs> yeah, with the camel. I remember that. Yeah, we're, she was shopping in the in the gas station and we like totally right, left. Let's go. James thought I counted. I thought he counted. Anyway, so I got to teach at the Valley of Elah, um, which by the way, if you don't know, neither did I. Okay, on the intercom, we're driving on the way. It's like our last day. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of really embarrassing things happened yeah. to me on that trip. I was but, there. I was there, so I, I yeah. witnessed it. <laughs> we're on our way to the Valley of Elah. And Pastor John comes over the mic on the bus and says, we're on our way to the Valley of Elah. Pastor Andrew will be sharing at the Valley of Elah. Okay. <laughs> and granted, I don't know how long it's going to take us to get there. And I don't know what happened at the Valley of Elah. <laughs> so I have my iPad on the bus. And luckily, our bus had Wi-Fi. So I'm like Googling Valley of Elah, like what happened? <laughs> what is that? Right? And it's David and Goliath. So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, David and Goliath. I got this one. I, I, I've done this story, you know, know this one. So we get to the site and, and normally there's like a, a tour, like they take you back and it's like a place where we can all sit. This is on the side of a road yeah, and we're really standing was. in mud. Yeah. Right? Remember? Yep, I remember <laughs> we're standing in mud on the side of the road. At the Valley of Elah. Which is beautiful, by the way. Incredible. Yeah, incredible cool. spot. But it was just on the side of the road this time. It wasn't actually like a like a place that we stopped at, uh, a site. And so we were recording it for for the app. <laughs> and so I had to like put microphones on. And, and so we start teaching it. And I felt like on the bus ride, like the Lord took my whole trip and like gave me a word. For this this time <laughs> and i was so pumped it like started when we were in jerusalem and like to see it now like it was all coming out like oh my gosh like lord god you're so good you know you're so good <laughs> little did i know that as i'm teaching behind me they're reenacting david and goliath so zach's then not even love not, interest not, not, no, no no but now his wife now my wife yeah, was was a part of that trip we met on that trip she has a red wig on. Pretending to be <laughs> pretending David. to be David. <laughs> and she has a sling. And she's she's David. And then this other guy yeah. is playing Goliath. And they're behind me as I'm teaching, doing this whole thing. So people are giggling and stuff. And I'm reading First Samuel. And it comes to the part, that epic part where Goliath says, I, you know, defy the gods of Israel or whatever. Yeah. And I remember reading it. And coming to it with such passion. And this is where I realized that I need to have notes. I should always have notes. But I came to that part where it says defy. And I said, I defart the armies of Israel <laughs> into the microphone. Now, everyone on our trip has headphones on that they can hear what I'm saying. Yes. So it pumps it right into their ears. 
And I just start cracking up. I look up, Zach and Holler are laughing, Pastor John's <laughs> laughing. And I just put my head back down and like, oh yeah. man, I just ruined it. Yeah. Like that was it. And so from now, yeah, forever I will yeah. be reminded yeah, of that. And, and you know, and our listeners can find that video <laughs> on the Calvary app. Yeah. If it's you want to. App. It's under the Israel Go trip. Under the Israel. Yeah, oh. Israel 2014 or 13. Yeah, 2014. A video of it too, hollow recorded. And so. Oh, that was horrible. If you want to witness that, you can find that on the app. There's also a rock badger. There was a rock point. badger <laughs> incident too. Familiar teaching, just straight, just, <laughs> sat, just sat there. Yeah, so that was pretty. That was pretty embarrassing. That was fun. All right, oh. Brian. Um, one time at church. One time at church. I'm. I'm just going to continue in my theme of um, uh, prayers. Vo- vocabulary. Stuff <laughs> vocabulary. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, prayers. So, um, for some reason, these t- these two um, come to mind. So here we are again at the um, conclusion of the worship set and we're praying or I'm praying and I'm, and I'm, you know, after leading the congregation (laughs) and um, once again, just trying to um, just expound on the, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it's hard to do that publicly in front of a bunch of people like this, especially when it's just things are spinning, you know, you've just, you've just led a five song set. You've, led like a seven person team through this thing. You know, you have so many things going into your head. And so, um, I just remember, um, I was praying and, you know, I was just talking about the presence of the Lord, you know, um, you know, was going, I was going along with the normal, like Psalm 22, you know, God inhabits the praises of his people. You know, he's here, you know, like when, you know, in the presence of the Lord, you know, we have joy, and I and I was really trying to um, expand on that, you know, and 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 just like Lord, you know, we I don't want to be anywhere else but here in your in your presence. And then I ended up saying something along the lines of, Lord, we just want to marinate <laughs> <laughs> in your presence. <laughs> so we know what you're thinking about. You're like thinking about uh. Bat to the bone. Cream barbecue, bat to the bone. What lunch am I getting out of right? And I just remember a snicker <laughs> and a chuckle to the behind right you. behind me. Which is where John yeah. sits. <laughs> that was the year you guys got in ears. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I just remember like and and again, like this was just coming from like the genuineness like of my heart. Like I wasn't, you know, thinking about anything else, but okay, so redeeming factor is I you know, I I frequently listen to Alistair Bag and he did a prayer and he actually said marinate. Wow. There <laughs> yeah. it is, bro. You've made it. You're a true Come disciple. On. I'm I'm there. Like, You're you there. know, and this is how many years later? Like I it was literally like a week or two ago that I was listening and I said and I and I thought to myself, I was like, man, I carry that burden. <laughs> I carried that shame. I carried that shame. <laughs> I think that was like my first or second oh, year. Dude. I said that. Um, and then another quick one is my first year. I used to have my keyboard set up, and I used to have no no joke. You and you can oh, attest to this. Yeah. I used to have like ten to twelve sticky notes yeah. on my keyboard because when I would pray or I have to give directions for. Um, 
for for offering and tithing, you know, it's like I I would mess things up. Like it's just funny, man. You 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 don't really think about like the order of service. Yeah, like what we go through when we're up there, and you have to actually address the um, the congregation. And I remember it was it was when we used to do like two songs, and then we used to pause, and then there was announcements, and then I would do. the uh the announcement for for offering yeah and i remember and this is what like prompted my my sticky notes to literally write out all the dialogue that i was going to say mm-hmm. and um because i remember saying something um along the lines of like now we're going to collect we're gonna take <laughs> i said collect i said now we're going to collect you know um it's it's a time of offering and in tithing and we're gonna collect you know our offering and tithes and i just remember i got i got talked to after service and like maybe not collect but receive yeah. i said dutifully noted yeah, and uh that, yeah, yeah that sticky was there on with a big old sharpie yeah, yeah. written out but uh it's so funny man some of those lessons that you learn you do yeah <laughs> so much yeah. grace so much yeah. you need it i'm gonna so collect much grace collect grace <laughs> so much grace yeah and to close it out i'll, I'll close with one my, my last story which i needed so much grace after this one it was leading worship this is a worship one i'm leading a song i think it was the opening song um, oh, and I'm yeah. singing the words to the song, okay? And the song lyrics read, Father of kindness, you've poured out grace. You brought us out of darkness into your marvelous something, not light, yeah. or I forget what the end of it. Okay. You know, you're, re- you know you're, you're, you're playing these songs, and I mean, you try to memorize these lyrics, right? Because you're like, I mean, the last thing you want to do is be like somebody who's up there, and you're right. like just staring at your the the words and right. not engaging yeah, the congregation you're, you're leading or visually trying to engage as so well. So you're like as you're doing all these and on top of trying to play the right chords and with you know <laughs> and so we got to that verse and I like when you when normally like as me when I when I'm playing and I get to a new verse like I'll do a quick scan through it all so that way I can be like okay yeah that's right that's what it says and then I'm able to look up and sing it out of what I just saw. Right. So I did that quick scan my mind did some type of jumble in my head. And the words that came out when we came to that verse, I was like, Father of darkness. <laughs> I sang Father of darkness. Just straight blasphemy. And you can see it. Oh, my goodness. Everyone, I knew in, in the video archive, you see the drummer behind us, like totally like, did he just say, like, and then start laughing him and the bass player, like, oh man. Father yeah. Darkness. If you're a worship leader and you're listening Father to this, you darkness. probably can attest. You're probably going to attest some of the, the, the funny dark things. Sauron. Voldemort. Like, I was just straight. Oh, yeah. Grace upon grace. Thank you, God, for it's your difficult. grace. Oh, <laughs> so. All right. Well, that was our segment one time at church. church. <laughs> it's not always cracked up as it sometimes seems. Yeah. We're well polished. <laughs> Um, 
that that kind of really plays into our honest question of today and um, dealing with ministry and dealing with calling. And so our honest question of the day was sent in by a listener and they ask, what would you recommend for someone to do if they are wanting to go into ministry, but they are unsure if they're called or what they're called to? What would you do if you're feeling called to ministry? So that is the question we're going to discuss today. You guys ready? You guys, you guys look right. super pumped. You it's, ready? Just, it's been real, guys. Been real. Yeah. <laughs> what you just heard? Are you sure? <laughs> After just hearing my flop <laughs> and my humiliation, <laughs> let us now in, bring wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> We're obviously not called. <laughs> They got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I think it. Yeah. Well, let's let let's let our guest open us up. I was thinking about this the other day, and I think one piece of scripture that comes to mind, um, you know, when it comes to just direction for me, at least for me, direction, the way things should go. Um, it just this this scripture always just comes to mind, you know. I think it's in John fourteen when Jesus says, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." And I think, you know, as a believer, um, you know, when you're pondering direction or you're or you're, you know, and you're praying about, like, Lord, where where are you leading me? Where is the Holy Spirit leading me? Um, I think the first thing first is is to seek Jesus, Amen. you know, to really to really take things. Um, into prayer and and spend that time because if you're really feeling a call um, and you're and you know and you're and you're praying um, about direction, I, I truly reveal like I, I I truly feel that Jesus, you know, seeking Jesus first, like he's he's going to reveal those things to you. Um, and I you know and you know it's also part of like you know Matthew six thirty three where you know God says seek ye first the kingdom you know and i think once we get that at least for me once i once i get that right um i feel like um the holy spirit starts to give me wisdom and discernment mm. to to start qualifying yeah you know certain things know. and you i mean you bring up a good point the, uh, you know first of all it's it's a call into god you know as as all christians are called you know, we all have, in a sense, a calling of ministry. You know, I think it's kind of funny sometimes. You know, I mean, it's an honest question. I, I get it. There's that, oh, how, how do you feel? What do you, if you're called into ministry? And I think the reality is, you know, um, everybody's called. Every If you're a Christian, your ministry is what Jesus said in Matthew 28. Go, therefore, and make disciples, right. you know, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all things that I have said. And um, so I think everybody's called, no matter what you're into, um, no matter what you do, you're called. There, there is a calling. There, there's a call of ministry in your life. But firstly, and we, and, you, and I think you see that even in the life of Jesus and his disciples, that he didn't just when he called his disciples, it was first a call into relationship with him. Mm-hmm. He said, "Follow me, right? Come unto me." And it's, and I think that is, and like you said, Brian, that, that's, I think that's the prime, first, the baseline of what it, maybe you're thinking that right now and you're thinking, oh, I'm feeling a call in ministry. 
the baseline of that, make sure that you're you're pressing into Jesus. Right. And that's 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 first of all what you're 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 called into is um a relationship with him. A, a, your primary call is to know is to know Christ, is to is to know him and um yeah, would you say anything on that, Andrew? Yeah, I, um, I definitely I agree in, in that the calls of God are are first they're God initiated. Yeah, like God is the one who initiates the call. No man takes us unto himself. You know, it's not like um, so. So understand that if you're feeling the call to it, it's like well, perhaps it is. If you're calling, if you're like, man, this is the dream, and this is like, um, you know. This is something that I've always wanted to do, and I thought, you know, this is something that God puts in our heart as a seed, and it and it will bring about, it'll come to fruition at some point. So, so God is the one who initiates, and we respond to that call. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, knowing that, I think it's there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, as a job, I'm going to go into ministry, but they're not called to that position. They're not called by God to that but take it upon themselves um, to do that. And it's, I think that's where you get, you get bummed and and things don't always work out. So it's, it's God initiated and, and we follow him. That's why, like you said, Hey, come and follow me. And those guys made that decision to go and fall, follow. So they spent three years with him. Yeah. Really learning from him. And I believe that the reason why the primary call is, is Christ, because that's, that's ultimately what Christ died on the cross for was for a relationship with you, a right. relationship with us. Right. Um, we are saved to good works. Now, now the, because we are saved, we God does have good works prepared beforehand, things for us to walk in. But primarily, um, it, it is a call unto himself. Like the disciples, they were with Christ for three years. And I think the reason why that's important is because um, it's, it's from Jesus, from a relationship with Jesus, that true ministry is going to come come out of. It's not like, okay, I went to a school and now I have this degree in theology or this degree. Not that those things are bad things, but it, it to have that false assumption that now I'm 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 going into ministry. Yeah, that's not that the sense. source. Yeah, is what the, you're saying. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it's got to come from that wellspring of a of a deep relationship with Christ. For sure. A deep relationship <clears throat> with him. Spent time with him, knowing his voice. For sure. Yeah. I'm, um, as I was just pondering over this and I came across, you know, second Timothy one nine, where it says that he saved us and called us with a holy calling, not mm-hmm. according to our works, but according to his own purpose Amen. and grace, which was given to us in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, just to kind of confirm what you guys are talking about, um, you know, like as a, as a byproduct of our pressing into Jesus, you know, it's like th- this is a this is a f- this is what flows from that, um, yeah. You know, and it and it like you like you were saying like it's it's our response, you know. For yeah. sure, I would say if someone, what would you recommend for someone to do if they're wanting to go into ministry? I would say start serving. Yeah. If you're not, I mean, I'm sure they're probably already serving somewhere in some capacity, but serve in anything that's available to you and try things out. Yeah. Like to find what that calling is or where for you're sure. gifted in. Yeah. So, if you can serve in kids ministry, like go for it, serve in kids ministry. If it doesn't, if it's not fruitful and you're like, man, this is a struggle. I don't know. I don't really like this. Right. Um, then that's probably not, not where God's called you, but then try junior high, try high school, try youth ministry, mm-hmm. try 
outreach where it's like you're feeding the poor or whatever or street witnessing street evangelism any like kind of aspect of the church that they have this opportunity for you to try and serve if you feel called to to ministry i would recommend start serving yeah. just in that capacity yeah and try things out a lot of times where we find fulfillment and delight is like maybe that's where god's calling you to be mm-hmm. right like i feel fulfilled in in a way and i feel delight in that um, yeah. joy in that it's like maybe that's that's what god's calling me mm-hmm. to um in, to minister in that specific way for sure so for sure. i would say i would recommend if you're not serving you should start yeah somewhere at your local church yeah uh-huh. your local church that you're connected to and let them as you serve confirm that calling in your life let yeah. the leadership confirm that calling in your life yeah um as they see you and watch you and you have accountability in that way and they watch your life, then they can confirm that calling upon your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause all callings are confirmed. Mm-hmm. They need to be confirmed. Yeah. Correct. If you're like, I'm called to be, <laughs> I'm called to be the next whatever. And everyone's like, dude, I don't think so. Great that's glory. not, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's your calling. You, um, right. you never share the gospel. I don't think that's your calling. Mm, right. Uh, but yeah, but I, that's what I'm supposed to be. But you're not, that's not, you're gifting absolutely you know so let as you serve within your fellowship and within your leadership and and those who get to know you and see your life and watch your life they're going to confirm those callings in your life um so i would say that's what i would recommend for sure yeah Mm -hmm. that's interesting um because i remember you know when i'm sure all of us had to do this when we started here Mm -hmm. you know we all had to fill out a you know a form Mm -hmm. you know just asking us about ourselves and um, I always found it interesting why they asked the question, um, you know, like, what gifts do you have? Yeah. And I think to expand on what you were saying, Andrew, um, um, about the, you know, the, the giftings and then the confirmation of those giftings, I would say also, like, as you're seeking Jesus and you're pressing into Jesus, pray about, um, pray about um, Jesus and the Holy Spirit revealing to you, like, the, you know, those certain gifts that you have. Mm-hmm. I think if you can also qualify those gifts, um, it'll, it'll give you some kind of bearing, um, you know, for the direction that like, Hey, maybe I am called to this because mm-hmm. if, again, like if, you know, like, um, there's, there's, there's speaking gifts, there's support gifts, right. There's right. The spiritual gifts. Um, like, uh, the speaking gifts, it's like teaching, uh, what, a uh, word of wisdom, um, mm-hmm. evangelism, exhortation, if you know, if, if you if uh, like like you said, you gave an example. If you've never shared the gospel, you know, and it's just like uh, I don't know if you have that gift, you know. Yeah. So maybe that avenue. But again, we're not we're not saying that God can't develop that gift within you for sure. You know, as you're seeking Him, as you're serving um, the body. But I would say that would be a good place to start. Also, is just maybe make maybe take time to qualify your your giftings that you do have. Yeah, and then. And then seek out um, opportunities to be able to serve um, in, you know, in, in that gifting. Yeah, to and grow in those gifts. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, then, and, then, and that's so wise, like you said, to have, you know, the people around. And, and I don't think it's like necessary, like, you, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do this so, so they could see me and then they could confirm sure, it. But, sure. you know, it's, you know that, that place of service has to, has to come from a special, you know, just genuine you know, love for, for Christ and wanting to serve him and yeah. the body. But those things will be confirmed. Um, 
you know, like later on, like for Zach and I, I mean, just a few weeks ago, like some major confirmation, you know, <laughs> about, you know, how we've been serving and what we've been doing and, um, you know, just just really God confirming things that I know for, for both of us for at least over a decade have been praying about and, and God confirmed. And so um, I would say also just take time to, you know, try to qualify those, um, those gifts that you do have um, because that'll kind of give you at least some kind of direction Bible in the Old Testament that's always encouraged me in this area of like calling and do it, or what am I called to? What am I? If, am I called into ministry? Like, um, am I even hearing God's voice? Is like what? What exactly am I? Is He calling me into? Is um, in First Samuel chapter three um, when Samuel's a little boy and and it says here in in, in First Samuel chapter three I have it right here. It says it says now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days, and there was no frequent vision. And you see right here, Samuel is ministering to God. It's the first primary thing, right. right? Like we're talking, he's 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 ministering unto the Lord. And it says, at that time, Eli, whose eyesight began to grow dim, he could not see. He was lying down, and the lamp of God had not yet gone out, which meant it was about evening time there where they were ministering. And it says here, Samuel was laying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of the God was. He, he was <laughs> in this place of nearness wow. to God's presence, right? And then it says in verse four that the Lord called Samuel and Samuel said, here I am. And I, and I love this wow. because, yeah. I mean, some people, people believe that Samuel was like 12 years old and I really, he was like a young boy at this time. And yeah. I, I mean, I know that there's, you know, there's things that God will call you into later in life, but I think even at a young age, there's a big, there's, there's big possibility of like, of impartation, something that the Lord is speaking into your life through others or, or through something that he could even call you at a young age, like he did here in Samuel. And I love Samuel's response, right? He says, here I am. You know, I was reading up on this uh, earlier and Abraham, Jacob, Moses, Isaiah, and in the New Testament, Ananias, they were all others who responded to God's call the same way. Here I am, with that, with that, with that same response, and it's so cool because what I see from that response, here I am. It's this response of where Samuel's not, you know, God's not speaking to Samuel, and then Samuel's saying, "All right, God, now that you're here, let me tell you my agenda. This is my plan, what I want for my life. Right. This is what I believe I'm called to. This is what I believe I'm, I believe I'm called to do. This and this, and he, and he lays out his, plan, you know, but instead, Samuel, his response reveals to us or it shows to us that he was available. And he was open to whatever God wanted him mm -hmm. to do, and it, and it was something that God was gonna reveal to him. It was something that was that was divine, that was sovereign, right? Wow. Where where God chooses people, right. and we believe right. that, you know, especially with in ministry, pastoral leadership, or these um, leadership deacons, overseers, like those are very high and divine callings from the Lord. It's not just like, mm, what am I gonna do? I'm a Christian. Well, I love being around Christians. I <laughs> guess I'll be a pastor. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, it's 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 not in in that sense, but um, it's it's something that's divine. It's like you said, Andrew. It's God initiates it. Yeah. He's the one that he's the one that does it, 
and it's the Lord um, who's call calls it. And so, and and then as you read through this story, right? You know, uh, I'll kind of paraphrase, but God calls Samuel four times, and he and you know, you know Samuel. He says, "Here I am," and then he ends up going up and and waking up Eli, thinking that it's Eli, and Eli's like, "No, go back to bed." And he does that a couple times, and then Eli begins to recognize what's happening, mm-hmm. and he says. He gets to recognize. He starts to recognize that God's speaking to him, and he says, "Next time, um, here." Actually, it says in verse nine. It says, "Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if the Lord calls you, you shall say this: Speak, Lord, for your servant hears.'" So Samuel went down, laid in his place. Verse ten, and the Lord came and stood, calling at, at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, "Speak, for your servant hears." And I love that story because to me. I mean, you can pull out so many little different things in there, but like even in there, like you see that it took the it took the observance of another right. to confirm that call in, yeah. in Samuel's life. You know, it took someone else. Sometimes it's when you're like, "What am I even called to?" And you're so like in the grind of your daily life and what you're doing at church and what you're doing at work or at school, and you're like, "Am I even called to this?" And you're just surrounded by the mess of it all. And it takes another brother or sister in Christ to come mm-hmm. alongside of you. And to confirm that in you, maybe right. even a pastor to, to come alongside of you and say, hey, I, I see these giftings in you. Right. I see this calling upon your life to, you know, X, Y, or, or Z. And so it was confirmed even through um, through Eli in Samuel's life. And, and like you said, Andrew, God always confirms what he calls. He, yeah. he can, he'll confirm it, you know. Um, over even if it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's like constantly waking you up in the middle of the night. You're like, right. no, I don't. That's not what I was hoping. Yeah. For. But right. yeah, totally. I mean, and, and I, I can agree to that too, because, uh, you know, this is a personal story for me when I, when mm. I first got saved um, and I really gave my life to the Lord and I was started walking and following after Jesus. I was about a senior in high school. And when I got into college, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And like, you know, and I remember thinking, man, I love Jesus so much. Like, let me just be a pastor. Like to me, I was like, that made the most sense in my head. I was like, I love Jesus and Makes sense. pastors love Jesus and they kind of <laughs> get to do that, whatever they do. You know, I had this really, really skewed idea of what a pastor was. It wasn't a real yeah. idea. So, you know, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll be, and so I'll, you know, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a pastor, I'm be a pastor. And then the Lord kind of shook me in that young, in my walk with the Lord, where he revealed to me that, or he showed to me that verse where it says, let not many of you become teachers because you fall under stricter judgment from yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that shook me yeah. to where I was like, okay, God, I realize that those who are called, especially to pastoral leadership, that's a holy calling and a yeah. calling that is appointed and anointed by the Lord mm-hmm. only yeah. and not something that you kind of seek out that you're like, mm, well, I'm going to go to school to be a pastor. I get, yeah. You know, like it's like this is something that the Lord will pick and choose certain individuals to lead and to shepherd his church, mm, you know? Yeah. And so from that point on, you know, kind of fast forward through my life, I was like, all right, I have no desire to be a pastor anymore then because, <laughs> you know, obviously stricter judgment. That's kind of, <laughs> you know, I, I don't grace. know. I don't know if I want that. I want the grace <laughs> <Yeah>. judgment. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I actually, ran, I actually ran, not I ran, but I, uh, but I was very like, okay, Lord, if you're going to call me into this, this has to be completely you. Nothing of my right. like For seeking sure. this out. Like, I think that's 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 a, that's a big key in it too. Is just like understanding those things. That's that's interesting. Go ahead, Brian. Oh no, I was. That was so good. Yeah, I I love those examples. 
in in the Old Testament, and and I love hearing that story again of just you know your personal call for, for me as well. Like I didn't think I was going to be doing this, yeah, you know, over you know twenty thirty years ago, right, right. Like I just turned forty. I'm going to turn forty one in November, and I didn't think that this was my calling. I, th- I thought my calling was. You know, I was going to be a music teacher, which I went to school for, um, you know, and I did other things in music. You know, I studied other things in music, like, and I thought that was, I thought that was my, like, my path. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, you know, a little over like 12, 13 years ago, I had, you know, just put all this stuff together and I said, all right, Lord. Here's your will for my life. <laughs> I just need you to bless it, and I'm and I'm yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Um. And I was sincerely praying that, but in my naivete, like thinking, now that I now that I think about what I said, I was like, here's here's your will for my life. I packaged it together, God. Like I I, I did, did the work it. for you. Yeah. You know, and God was, you know, like twelve, thirteen years ago, probably laughing, and you know, and thinking okay, <laughs> you want my will for your life? And all of that came crashing down. All of that came crashing down, which led me to, um, you know, heading out to the school worship. And um, God really had to humble me. And he, he broke a lot of things and he completely destroyed it all. Like that whole thing that I had packaged, mm. he complete. he said, my will, here we go. We're going to, we're going to start from the ground up. Yeah. And um, I just knew something in my heart that I never felt at peace um, with the gifting and talents that I have if I wasn't using it in church and for the Lord. Like, I, I, you know, I've been all over the world, like, playing for artists and people and myself, but I never felt peace in my heart unless I was using it for the Lord. And, um, you know, I, I don't think you know, my story is like this miraculous thing, but I really feel like I just, I'm just grateful for the grace of God and for the patience of God um, upon my life to really focus and channel that into where he's really called me. Mm. And, um, you know, just, just like your story, Zach, like now I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't want, you know, like that calling, you know, and it was funny, like two or three days before, (laughs) um, so if you guys don't know, on the 4th of July, Zach and I were ordained by our pastor. and um, Super humbling. Very. Like, we were sh- completely shocked. Yeah. We, we, were, we, yeah just, we had no idea. We came off a, a really rough sound check. We were both sweating. Oh, yeah, it was like 7.30 in the morning. It was already 80, 80 plus degrees. Nothing was working right. Outdoor service. Outdoor yeah. service. Nothing was working out. We're both sweating. We finally get off sound check and like we're like, oh Lord, just save the service, please. We're both sweating. We're we're chugging down our frappuccinos and coffee. <laughs> coffee. You know, we're just trying to relax. And and John calls a huge prayer meeting with the pastors and the elders. And you know, next and you know, we're yeah. in the back of the circle and yeah. we get called into the middle. We have like I have whipped cream on my mouth. <laughs> we're both su- like mixed with sweat. <laughs> And he's like, you know, we're just going to, you know, we're going to pray for you guys. I'm going to ordain you guys. You know, it's something that we've seen the Lord, you know, put on your guys' life that, yeah. you know, um, and again, which goes back to, 
you know, the calling and the confirmation. Um, and we were completely shocked. So, you know, I, we, myself, like I, and Zach, like I, I never thought I'd be in this direction. And just a few days before that, I was talking with another one of our guys from church and I was like, man, I would never want that title. I don't feel qualified for that. (laughs) You know, I, I honestly, I don't feel qualified for that. I have a, I have a very, um, like heavy reverential fear of God and that calling. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, lo and behold, Lord's like, no, like, here you go, man. Like, and it's just like, whoa. And it's just weird, you know, how that happens um, because I wasn't looking for it, but I just knew like when, you know, to kind of go back to what you were saying, Andrew, like, you know, um, where you're having joy and, you know, and, and love and serving in a certain area, the Lord, you know, really, um, he'll use that and he'll expand that. Um, but you know, that it's just, I don't, I don't think I was looking for anything. Um, but you know, with open hands just said, you know, here I am, Lord, like whatever it is. And I remember when God, you know, he tossed aside that, that package deal that I said, Hey Lord, this is your will for my life. Yeah. And he had to rebuild it. I remember being so broken and God took my voice away for like two, three months. I don't know if you know this or remember this act. First three months of school worship, yeah. I had no voice. I couldn't sing. And God said, I don't want you singing and I don't want you playing in front of anybody. And I'm like, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's who I am. Yeah, that's my identity. Yeah. And he's like, no, <laughs> no. And he, he told me that in my private time of just prayer and studying the word. And um, he's like, I'm going to tell you when. And um, so I didn't, I didn't make myself known, you know. Um, yeah, I and, remember that. <laughs> and I remember it was just the first, um, the first night of our um, uh the um what is it the the worship conference um one of the pastors spoke and then there was um there was a um kind of a afterglow and i remember at the end of the 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 pastor speaking you know it was it was you know it was kind of like a you know a call to service like you know mm-hmm. like hey let's like let's pray this in if you really feel god i remember sitting in the front row i was on my knees like and then next thing you know, like my like I had creases of the rug on my forehead because I was just, man, I was just I was laid out for mm-hmm. the Lord. I was just like, whoa, like it was such a heavy word, and I was really seeking the Lord for direction. And I remember, you know, speaker afterglow. Next thing you know, like, you know, I just come up and everybody's gone. They're like resetting the chapel for for the next morning. But I remember before I came out, you know, the Lord. You know, after just praying, I'm like, God, like, please just give me some kind of confirmation or direction. Like, this is where, like, I see it now. Like, all the other stuff that I try to do, I try to do in the flesh. I try to, you know, I try to create this thing. But it's your will and, and you're guiding and you're leading. And I remember I came out um, from praying and um, I remember God saying, now you're ready. Mm. Like, and, you know, it, it, ta- it took breaking down a very stubborn man mm-hmm. um uh you know for him to all right let's let's do this you know yeah. and um and then again there was that attitude it was like whatever mm-hmm. or whatever it is like my hands are open mm-hmm. like um and it was cool you know how god just kind of confirmed that and here we are you know how many years later it's like whoa lord like that's wild how you did that and just thank you for being 
gracious and, and patient. Okay, so when I was in, um, I was in second grade, I was uh, baptized with the Holy Spirit as a second grader. Received, yeah, dude. So I received. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. So I remember our principal. Awesome. Um, our principal had a time where we could have Bible study at at at, uh, at lunch. So I went to the Bible study at lunch, and he was talking about the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit was, and if you wanted the Holy Spirit, you could be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I prayed to receive that as a kid, um, however old the second, so my daughter's eight, she's in third grade, so I was about seven or eight years old, and I remember telling my mom and dad after that day, I, was, I went, I'm like, Mom, I feel like I'm going to be a missionary, like that's what I'm going to be, and, um, and it was, you know, as a kid, you're like, I love Jesus, I want to be a missionary, so that's what I, I wanted to be, and then um, as you get older, it kind of changes, I wanted to be a fireman, you know, the whole <laughs> You know, mustache thing and saving lives. And then I remember my when I got into high school, all I wanted to do was be a truck driver because <laughs> I didn't want to talk. I remember I got hit with this real gnarly like stage fright anxiety thing where being in front of people yeah. um, made me sick uh, to my stomach. And teaching or talking in front of people, um, I can't, I couldn't do it. Um, so I remember in high school, I would get these opportunities. My church would do missions trips and I would get signed up, wouldn't even sign up myself. I would get signed up and paid for. So when I was 15 years old, I was on a plane to the Ukraine as a 15 year old. Um, when I was 16, I got signed up and paid for to go on a trip to Poland. Um, just like people would, I didn't, it was not like I wanted to go. It just, it happened. And uh, I remember I was in Poland and we were doing this outreach in this, in this town. And, um, the, the leader of the thing said, Andrew, I want you to get up and share the gospel. And so I stood on a concrete block wall and for the first time in my life, like preached the gospel wow. to people in a different language and through a translator, I had someone translating what I was saying. And I remember thinking, like, I never, ever want to do this again, ever. <laughs> this was horrible. Wow. But it happened, and right. I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me the ability to do it. Yeah. Um, fast forward, I want to be a truck driver so I can be in a truck by myself. I can see the country, and I don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. That was the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Very underrated job. Very so underrated. And, what's, and, the, and the reason I think this – I don't want it to sound like – she probably did not even share this part, but just in, when I was in high school, I got voted most likely to be a pastor mm. by my high school. Right on. That's funny. So as much as I yeah. didn't want anything to do with the calling and was running away from it, people had confirmed it my whole life. Right. When I was 18 years old, I think I was, no, I was 17 years old, I went into this intercessory prayer room for healing because my shoulders were busted my knees were busted and I had a, a pretty bad concussion at that point. And I was like, I just need to be healed. Like I'm, I'm just lost. Like I feel run out. And um, and this lady just begins to prophesy over me of 
Um, <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, she wrote, wrote on a card. Like... I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. Okay. So she wrote down like, um, that God had prepared me for ministry. Come on. Wow. And so like any other like 18 year old kid, I didn't know what to do. Hmm. After I got out of high school, I applied to go to Bible college (laughs) because that's what Bible college was when I was 18. For a lot of us was like, we don't know what to do with our lives. Let's go to, just an extended youth camp, basically, is what Bible <laughs> college was. Like, and let's just go figure it out. Maybe that's what it is, because I don't know what else to do with my life. Maybe it's ministry. And I remember it just happened so naturally, mm. but it was supernatural. Yeah. It wasn't anything forced. Right. But what I found is, is that through it, I just began to feel like this is what I enjoy doing. Yeah. Like, I enjoy um, youth ministry. Like I enjoy, um, and it was all the things that I was bad at. It wasn't Mm. that I was gifted per se in these things personally that I thought I was gifted in. I wasn't like, Oh yeah, I'm super gifted in speaking and reading. I'm really good at reading. I can barely (laughs) read even now. So, so it wasn't like it was things that I was gifted in, but it was that God's sovereign grace was Mm. poured out upon those giftings and upon things and like, you know, God pouring out his grace for that calling, Mm. you know, where I was like, God, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I I barely graduated high school. You know, I can't imagine trying to impart or teach people specifically like your word, let alone anything else. Um, And so those kinds of things where it's like, I could see, like through God's hand over my life, you know, just like you're saying, you look back and you're like, "Whoa, I saw God just right. naturally, but supernaturally right. working in my life cir- through circumstance. Yeah. And I can see there is a calling upon my life yeah. as much as I try to ignore it and run from it for sure. And like do anything else like God has done it. Right. Yeah. And that's where for the person who's like, I'm unsure. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Like none of us are necessarily super sure. And you doubt it all the time. Um, But if you're, if you're thinking like, am I called based upon like response from people? You can't go off of the response of people. You have to go off off of the fruit that you see. Like, are you seeing fruit in what you're doing? Mm. Are you seeing fruit in your own life? Yeah. Are you seeing fruit? perhaps in other people's lives too, as a result of God pouring out his grace upon you and gifting you, Mm. then odds are you, you're called. So Mm, if you're like, man, I'm unsure. I think there's always this doubt in our mind of like, and I think it's because we, we think like, God, why would you use me? Why would you use me? Foolish things of the, yeah. (laughs) Why would you use me? Like, don't, don't use me. Yeah. Use someone else, like much more qualified. Yeah. Um, but then like Samuel, I think there comes a point where you're like, okay, God, just use me then. Right. Like in whatever capacity. 
But I think if you're struggling, if you're like unsure, like it's okay. All of us at one point are unsure yeah. of, of calling. Yeah. But as you just step one, one foot in front of the other of like, okay, God, I'm just going to serve you. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about calling or title. I'm just going to serve you. Cause I know that's specifically what I've been called to do. God will, God will reveal his specific calling upon your life, mm-hmm. whether that's through, you know, the gift of teaching, whether that's through just right. the gift of service or administration or right. things like that. Right. Um, and then yeah. God's the one who does it. So right. what, what would you do if you're feeling called to ministry? Don't fight it. Yeah. Mm. Like don't fight it. Right. Just if you feel called, start serving. Yeah. Start putting yourself in a place to be used by the Lord. Yeah. And God's going to confirm that calling and don't pull a whole Jonah thing where you like run the opposite way. And, right. <laughs> and then God has to teach you, you know, uh, but I think it was interesting. Pastor John was talking the other day about when he was called back to come to California and he didn't want to necessarily. He's like, I'm established. Like I have a church, like everything that we'd worked for has happened and God has, God has moved and God has worked. Like it'd be, it'd be crazy to leave. And he said that the Lord spoke to him and said, you don't have to. He said, you don't have to. I'll use somebody else right. to get my work accomplished. Wow. And yeah. John was like, oh, sweet. Like, I don't have to. But it was like the Lord spoke to him again. It was like, but you'll miss out on what I'll do. Right. And I want to use you. <laughs> um, you know, and it was like, okay. And so if you're feeling called to ministry, just know that you don't have to. You don't have to. Right. But God's callings are a gift. And yeah. it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to be called by God yes. and to be used by God. Um, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be, (laughs) you can be any of those things, but I think you'll miss out on a lot of things that God wants to do in your life and, and ways that he wants to grow you and change you and reveal himself to you. So if you're unsure, it's okay. It's okay to be unsure. But I think as you step into it, God will make things more clear as you work through it. Yeah, prophetic word. I, I mean, my mom. My mom has to give a prophecy. When we were little, she prophesied over all of us. When we were little, prophesied a verse of um, in the Psalms of you know singing praises to the Lord. And this is when I was like, I wasn't a musician. I wasn't. <laughs> and here I am now, <laughs> 30 years old, and I'm a worship leader at a church. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, and it's and it's. I think it's like don't despise prophecy. You know, Paul would say, like, don't despise that. You know, like, yeah. lis- listen, listen to what the Lord is speaking over yeah. and in your life. You know, yeah. he had to encourage Timothy in that. In First Timothy 1, 18, he said, This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previ- previously made about you, that by them you may wage good warfare. Hmm. He's like, almost like calling, like, to remember, like, hey, remember. Like you're saying, Andrew, it's good to look back and to, to mark where the Lord yeah. has called you. And like, remember, like, just as um, Romans eleven twenty nine says that the giftings and the callings of God are irrevocable. Yeah. 
they, he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't say, I'm going to call you. And then later on in your life, he's like, mm, I, I made a bad choice. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I made a yeah. bad decision. Not you anymore. You no, know, it's like he doesn't take those back. He doesn't take those things back. I would, but instead, I would encourage you what Paul would say in Ephesians 4.1. He'd say, well, walk worthy of the calling which you were called. You know, I think there's a way to walk unworthy mm-hmm. of what God has called you into. Like you said, Andrew, you can miss out on yeah. all the good things that God is calling in your life of what, you know, of what it is. There's a way to walk unworthy of it. You know, but in order, I think in order to walk worthy, it takes obedience. Yeah. It takes faith. Yeah. It takes like what Samuel, right? We read there in Samuel. It's this full surrender. Yeah. Of like, Lord, right. your will be done. Yeah. Obedient to the faith. Yeah. Otherwise, like if you're not obedient to the faith, like you're step, yeah. There's certain things that precede those callings. Like I think you grow into them too. And yeah. Anyway, anything else you want to share, Brian? I close? just yeah, I was just rereading. You know, like you know, you guys just kind of went through Corinthians, but you know, First Corinthians seven seventeen. However, each one must live his life in the situation the Lord assigned when God called him. You know, when we accept and we believe in Jesus Christ, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say maybe to those listening also, like, maybe you're not called to ministry, but God has a, has an awesome assignment and charge for you. Yeah. And he can still use you yeah, in that sure. arena. Um, but just to kind of piggyback on what you guys just said, I think it all starts with obedience too, you know, and God can use you in those arenas and, you know, he can, you still have those giftings (laughs) and you can use those giftings in that arena and it all glorifies God. You know, um, we don't all have to be in ministry. We don't have to be the amazing, you know, expositor, teacher, preacher, or worship leader. Um, Cause Paul even talks about that. Like, the the other parts of the body like we we like the lesser parts like we should even esteem those higher Mm -hmm. than the than the big ones um yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like um i would just run with that exhortation too like it's okay you know like if if you're not called directly to ministry don't try to make it a work of the flesh because because you're gonna fail and you're gonna burn out but take joy in that hey maybe if if that's not your specific calling or assignment or charge flourish where god has you Mm -hmm. um you know and and continue to be obedient to god um in the in whatever arena you're in Mm -hmm. and allow him to use those giftings in that arena um and it all is going to tie in and it's all going to bring glory to god at the end and so i would you know just give that exhortation as well like on the flip side of it all. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, um, because he can use you and he can still use you no matter what station in life you're in. Yeah. God's going to use you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, like he called us and saved us for a holy calling. And it's not necessarily holy calling, meaning, oh, it has to do with ministry, but it's it's holy calling because it's it's God who purposed that. Yeah, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's according to his, for his purpose mm-hmm. and grace. And so, um, I would just say, you know, give an exhortation to that as well. Um, you know, don't be bummed out if, hey, if you're not called to ministry, don't be bummed out. Mm-hmm. God has an amazing uh, assignment and charge for you, and and you could you could flourish in that too. But 
again, like we, we just said, um, I really feel like it all just, you know, first comes down to pressing into Jesus and just being obedient and like, all right, Lord, whatever you want, here I am. Amen. So. Amen. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah, let that encourage you uh, today. Um, wherever you are in your walk with the Lord, wherever you are in your ministry, um, in, your, in, in just the stage of life that you're in, you know, the season of life that you're in, that, um, like we said before, primarily God calls us unto himself. And so I think, I think that's something we can all take even, no matter if you're called into ministry or not. His calling to you today is, follow me, come unto me. Yeah. And so um, that's something that we all can do, whoever's listening. We all can do that. So. Yeah, well, thanks for hanging with us yeah. today. Man, that was a... Yeah. Well, I feel like there's so much more. Like, there's yeah. so there much is a lot, foundation. There's a lot more conversations that can be had yes. in this subject. For sure, for sure. Um, and, yeah, so we could be here forever, honestly, talking about that. But <laughs> little did we know. We could talk about Holy it was gonna fall. in eternity. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> we'll have all that time. Yeah. No, but thanks for hanging with us today on Lightning Rounds. If you like this episode or you think that someone else will be blessed to hear it, share it with that friend, family member, your dog, whatever you're feeling. Um, give a rate and review. And bring us gift cards. There Not you go. Not an I rate review. <laughs> Not an I rate review. A rate and review. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Um, you can follow us on Instagram to find all things Refuge, what's kind of going on with our ministry, our young adult ministry at San Juan. You can follow us at Refuge underscore SJC. That's where you can send us in your questions even if you want to uh, send those in, uh, direct message us. You can also email them to Pastor Andrew at Pastor Andrew at CCSJC.com. Yep. So, and we invite you to come hang with us if you're a young adult and you're in the in the Southern California area. Yeah. Invite you down. Thursdays, 7 p.m. Calvary San Juan Capistrano. Thursday, right across Thursday, Thursday. <laughs> right across the street from the mission. Yeah. Close to Hidden House Coffee. Mm. And the beach. And Del Taco. Del Taco. Del Taco. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Crunch tatas. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but we cannot wait to see you guys. Thanks for hanging with us again. We can't wait to see you on the next episode of Lightning Rounds. Let's all sign out. Peace. Peace. See ya.